0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Today we have a very special interview with Andrea Bles. She is a freelancer journalist from Spain, covering mostly the EuroLeague, with focus on the Spanish teams, the German teams, one of the best voices covering the EuroLeague around. I'm a huge fan and I'm really pleased to have you here on the podcast. You can find her work on solo baskets and she is also the host of Basketiendo. If you like basketball and if you like European basketball, you must be following her on Twitter. Make sure to check the Description of the podcast where we have her Twitter handle it is truly a pleasure huge fan right here I'm sure this will be a great conversation welcome to the podcast
1: yeah thanks uh, yeah uh, hi everyone and really thank you for inviting me um, it's a pleasure to hear that
0: let me start by making a question that I enjoy to make to all the guests that we have here on the podcast it is how did basketball became a part of your life
1: well, I would say I love the sports like since uh, I was a child. So um, sports is always like in in my life. But basketball, um, it was uh, the World Cup that the Spain won in two thousand and six. It was the first memory that I have from basketball, and since then I was following national team a lot. And then it was the starting life following also ACB league because um, NBA like the the ones that were in the national team. And then uh, journalism was like something really, it came um, not something planned because I loved watching basketball, but it was just because uh, I have an offer to write about just like a hobby. And then Mm -hmm. I started and then like, you know, you get involved and then uh, the path goes and and you don't stop because you love it and, and get involved and going to the arenas and writing it. So yeah, that was uh, yeah by coincidence I would say at the beginning just watching uh, that World Cup in, in television and then like just like it and, and watching um, basketball. But I enjoy also and also. Other well, sports, I would
0: say. There is nothing like covering something that we enjoy, and especially when you are from a country like Spain that is so successful. And we, we will talk about it. We will speak <laughs> about the Spanish national team success at all levels, from the youth levels to the, the main team and uh, in the Men's basketball, women's basketball, I guess it makes it easier and even more appealing to to cover it if you start from a place of passion. Speaking about Spanish basketball, you are fresh out of the the Spanish Cup. What are your main takeaways about the competition, about the environment? What did you feel? What did you enjoy? What were the the highlights?
1: Well, I would say um, this week was uh, the Cup in in a lot of countries, but I would say in Spain it's special. As you said, Mm -hmm. like in Spain, there's the tradition of basketball in every city and uh, when you cover a cap um, you see like all different fans from around spain even the ones that, that don't not participate well like you can see also fans from basconia juventud even for women basketball i also saw like some uh, shirts from avenida from uh, palencia you know so mm-hmm. it was really amazing to see and they're all together and they can uh, party in together and they are enjoying you know that All of them love basketball and I think that's amazing and I saw it in Malaga. I think there was a lot of people, even a lot of people without a ticket so that was also a success and the the arena was full in every game, even the ones that didn't have any Euroleague uh, team, Mm -hmm. for example, Unicaja Tenerife and I think they were really interesting in the quarterfinals. Um, the semifinals wasn't really like much competitive, but then the final was really a good game. Even if it's again Madrid and Barcelona, <laughs> uh, both of them play like really quality basketball. I would say both of them right now are the the European teams with the better game. I would say because Barcelona start like you know like feeling each other, like the puzzle is making sense now, and uh, I think from atmosphere, from quality basketball, uh, I think we had a really good tournament in Malaga. It's
0: a celebration of basketball and being able to have all those fans, more than from each team to have the fans of basketball together. It makes it a very unique and special atmosphere. I have had the pleasure to experience it and it's very worth it for anyone that uh, is visiting Spain at that time of the year. They should totally look into experience it and to into trying it
1: yeah uh, i would also say like you can see um, how important is basketball in the sports environment in spain like the tradition and okay football it would say the most uh, followed uh, sport but then it would follow basketball a lot of people play basketball there's a tradition there So you can see it in in the cup, I would say it is the best example.
0: Speaking on Barcelona that you were talking about right now, and let's uh, move into the Euroleague and to how the four Spanish teams are performing this year on the Euroleague. And you are based out of Valencia, right? Yeah, We will we will get in-depth into Valencia, but let's talk about Barcelona first. For me personally, there is no questions about the quality of their roster. What impressed me the most with them was how fast they were able with a new coach, with some new pieces. They, they lost Mirotic, that was one of the best League players. And that was a team that has had some uh, bad habits and struggle at times to be able to bounce back when they were struggling in games. And this year, they're a totally different team. What are for you the the keys for that uh, change on the, the way that they play and for the success that they are having throughout this season.
1: Yeah, well, um, I also coincide with you, like uh, they really had a lot of new faces. Also, as you said, you know, the Miro was a star in the team and they have new coach, they have new um, basketball style, I would say. You came from Jessica Vittes to Grimaua that I think it's not the same basketball as well. So um, I think the success was also like they have really clear what they what they have to do, you know, um, to success. And also because um, I think the egos, you know, and how mm-hmm. they struggle with this in the past, you can see not right now. You know, you see like, OK, Jabari Parker, maybe it's the star or Billy Erna Gomez, mm-hmm. but you see when they play you don't see this like I won the ball all the time. You know, I see, yeah, Jabari Parker is making great right now, but I think they don't really play for him, you know? So they, mm-hmm. every, everyone is involved in the game. I think it's uh, I think in semifinals in Copa, for example, everyone that was in the in the court um, had some points. So you, you can mm-hmm. see, you know, it's a really like a group um, success. And also I would say uh, they... They see that in Real Madrid, that was also the key of success. You know, Real Madrid has a lot of good players, but all of them even like participate. You can see, like even Juve was uh, three points, but they won Euroleague for that. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I think Barcelona is trying to make the same, and uh, they have a lot of players that know that they have a role player key, and and they. They work on that, you know, Alex Sabrines, maybe, or uh, Brizuela, uh, new uh, this year also. Kalinitz, um, they know that they sometimes need to work, you know, on that and, and to build the game and maybe not to be the the one that writes and that it's signing uh, in the game, but they are working a lot. So I would say that's uh, the key, you know, everything was fast because everyone knows what they have to do and they have to build a, a, a group and also i think that's why Javari Park and and, and, and Gomez are also um, starting you know to to feel uh, expectations on,
0: on them. Yeah, absolutely. And what you were describing right now, it's we have many listeners across Europe, obviously, because we are covering League, but we have a very strong following in the United States. And many times we get questions about the difference of the game. And what you were describing right now is exactly that. You think about Jabari Parker. He he had some struggles in his career because of the injuries that he had and all that, but he was a high-level prospect. He was a high draft pick on the, the NBA draft. And he comes into Barcelona and he's able to accept the role. He's come of the bench he is growing into his role into what the player that he can be within a team scheme and that's kind of the biggest difference and why probably we europeans like so much the european basketball side it's about doing what is best for your team to win more than for one player individually to be able to do it and i agree with you i think those are the reasons why barcelona has been so, so successful so far this season and staying in barcelona I'm 99% sure that like we, you were very pleased with uh, Ricky Rubio news of him returning to the court and recovering from all the struggles that he have be- has been living. How impactful do you think that he can be for Barcelona? Can he tread the needle for them? Can he be a reason for them to be, be EuroLeague champions when we see Real Madrid being so dominant so far? Well,
1: um, I would say all of them. We are really expected what uh, Ricky Rubio is going to make. I think we he will play first for the Spanish national team because mm-hmm. he stopped, you know, he should uh, have played uh, the World Cup and he, he didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Barcelona worked really well, you know, with, with him. Uh, in Barcelona, they are patient. They're, they know that he, is, um, he needs a, a good mentality and, and he needs to stay well. So I think... He has the environment to to start, like, be the, the player that all, all we know. I mean, he has, on the, like, Roger Grimau and Victor Sava um, as a coaches, and he was playing with him, you know, and yeah. all, all of them um, won the EuroLeague, you know, and in Paris, the last one that Barcelona won. So um, they know each other. They know um, what he needs. So I think... Well um I'm not sure the, the impact because we don't know uh, how Ricky um, is going, how much he will play yeah. and how long you know when he will start. but I think the competitive that uh, I mean Ricky Rubio was also an NBA for a lot of seasons, um, so I think the competition, the mentality, and uh, also to I think he can also join the group really well. so yeah. I would say basically he would be a positive impact. Um, and also, I mean, have a champion, you know, with the national team, NBA, and also um, in Europe, I would say it gives also plus, you know, an extra mm-hmm. thing that you have in the in the great teams, you know. So um, I think it would be a positive impact, but we are really, I don't know how to say, you know, uh, we we don't want to make a lot of expectations because mm-hmm. we don't know how he is. The best thing is that he starts playing. He feels well. And uh, when we will see that, then we can expect more. And if he's nice and, and um, in a nice moment and, and he's able to uh, make uh, the heroic for Barcelona, they would be great. But first yeah. of all, is he's well and he feels well, you know, playing again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. From a human standpoint, we just wish him to be doing well and to be enjoying life and basketball and whatever he wants to be doing. And from a basketball standpoint, the man is obviously a basketball genius, has so much experience, so he has won so much that just having him on the bench, for sure, it's a big difference already.
1: Yeah, even if he's not playing, for sure he was going to give some ideas and and some play. So I think Mm -hmm. Barcelona just can be better. I I don't see them... uh, I, I just see them improving. And, I mean, they are the, the ones that follow Real Madrid uh, the best because oh, um, yeah. I, Real Madrid is just far from the others. But I see Barcelona, <laughs> you know, they, they were close to beat them, but still like Real Madrid, have more experience together. But I think Barcelona is closer than, than others
0: in EuroLeague. Let's transition to Real Madrid, just pick on what you were <laughs> saying. Real Madrid was were the EuroLeague champions. They have so much talent. They have so much experience. They have high-level players, then they add Facundo Campazzo to the team that was like the perfect player, the perfect point guard for the team, like, is that fair? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I, I mean it seems like Campazzo um it's another player when he's on Real Madrid, I mean, oh, yeah. when you see him on Red Star or when you see him on the NBA, you see like, that's not the Campazzo we know and that's <laughs> not the Campazzo we, we used to see but when he's on Real Madrid, he seems like he's on at home, he's like really doing another basketball. I think also because they let him, you know, to do whatever he feels in, in the in the court, in the bands. So whatever, you know, he's on the team. He, he knows the, a lot of players. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ramadan was working last year. Uh, they really fit together. And if you give another, like Campazzo, you know, <laughs> Madrid is really like <laughs> the, the team to beat in the EuroLeague. But I think you know, usually have this uh, course that if you win the the regular season, then you don't win the EuroLeague. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw it with the Olympiakos, we saw it with Barca. So let's see this year if they won, uh, if they win the the regular season, if they can also uh, win EuroLeague again, you know, two in a row. Um, I think that would be difficult. We know also that uh, other teams like I don't know, Panathinaikos with Ataman. Mm -hmm. Olympiacos start also to um, be great again. Monaco, Partizan, I think they are really uh, dangerous in playoffs, for example, um, in Final Four. So I would say, okay, in regular season, maybe Madrid can be the one um, to get the first uh, position, but then playoffs and Final Four, it's another thing. So let's see but I think there's the it's a team to beat this
0: year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% in agreement with you and watch out for Partizan. I really believe there is more there and we know how each grows his teams throughout the season and they will be ready once I get there but with the play ins this year the the competition will be fierce and it will be very interesting to follow let's get home and let's uh, talk about (laughs) Valencia they lost some important pieces they had some turnover in the team and they kept the same head coach but they almost changed their identity they started to defend extremely well and they just brought that consistency to their game and with that they have been very very competitive how good they are and how sustainable you think it is are they legit playoff contenders?
1: Well, um, the objective is for sure to to be in the playoffs. That's the objective that they have, the goal that Valencia has. Also because they they are not sure if they are going to play next year. EuroLeague, you (laughs) know um, how it works this. Um, But, I mean, um, in EuroLeague they are doing quite great, I would say, because uh, every team is difficult. But this year they they should um, be better, I would say, because uh, they have two problems for me that the most... uh, First, they are not strong at home. I mm-hmm. think they have one of the um, less in, in at home. I would say they don't really um, do great um, matches uh, at Fonteta, you know, in, in mm-hmm. Valencia. So they don't really give a lot of, uh, I would say, expectations to the fans. And also mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't seem uh, consistent. I would say they, they get a win in EuroLeague, but then in the ACB League, they do like matches that they don't compete. They don't have ideas. So we don't know uh, what face Valencia is going to show in every game. You see different things in the, in the game. And they have a lot of good players like Chris Jones, Ojele, uh, Brandon Davis. I think Brandon Davis is the key of this team because when he's out, you can see that they don't have the same ideas. And also because they don't have a strong five, you know, in in the in the roster. So Brandon Davis is the only one that... Can uh, can compete, you know, with the yeah. with the strong players in, in Europe. So I would say, uh, and also in the Spanish Cup, they uh, they don't really compete with Real Madrid. So they did like a really uh, bad game, and uh, the atmosphere is not really like the best because they are starting like talking about rumors, talking about next year, talking if Munduru is the right coach. So mm-hmm. it's not the best environment to work on to focus on the Euroleague and to to be on playoffs. But I think they have a good um, team and if the injuries didn't appear, I think they can maybe, I mean, for sure, they they can play the play-in and then see if they can arrive to, to playoffs. But we were expecting more in Valencia because it's one of the best teams, the the best roster that we have for years, and we don't see all the potential. I think we we can see even more from from this Valencia. And they need to play more together. That's something we were talking about about Barcelona and Madrid, mm-hmm. and I don't see that in in Valencia. And also because they are they don't seem a um, strong mentality. They don't seem really working on that a lot because. If you have that, then at home you are really strong, and then you have the consistency. I don't see that, and I would say the same for Basconia. I don't see them like being also consistent. They do great mats, and then they do bad mats in the, in the next. So that's uh, maybe a problem if they want to, to achieve the playoffs because you have to be perfect then.
0: That's that's actually a very interesting point of view. Watching from the outside, uh, Valencia seems to be performing quite well, but uh, you are right, and you are right especially about the way that uh, they are performing at home. They don't have the consistency, then don't use it for their advantages they maybe have been doing in the past with uh, teams that in terms of talent maybe weren't as good as uh, this one. You're speaking about Baskani, and uh, since coach Ivanovic is there, they have been able to unlock something. And for me, one of the keys for them is they have been able to, to, to bring a lot of energy into the games. And I think that's the way that they have been winning games. Between them and Valencia, which one would you say that uh, is surpassing expectations and having a barrier league season?
1: Well, I would say uh, for Valencia, I was expecting more because of their roster. Mm-hmm. On Basconia, I would say uh, they have the expectations that I have of them because they lose Darius Thompson. That was one of the best players last season. They didn't have a lot of um, newcomers, you know, like they only have um, Tima Moneke, that of course was a really good one, including <laughs> Miller-McIntyre, that was also a good one. So they do yeah, like they two stars. Those two. <laughs> I mean, also Rukaba Papoulos, I think it's a good um, player, but it's not like a star or something but they need more, you know, and I think they didn't get the these new players and that's a problem, you know. They have maybe seven or eight players playing every game and they play a lot. So that's the mm-hmm. problem, you know. They really can't be really consistent because they are like, you can see, when they play two Euroleague games in the in the week, then they go to Spain and they don't have the energy that they show in, in, in Europe because, as you said, I think Basconia um, is... Playing, you know, with the energy, with all the motivation, and they are really strong at home. I would say because they they give, they need all the energy, and they get it from the fans. And Monek, I think, was the best. The, he fits really well on Basconia mentality, Basconia character. Mm-hmm. In Monaco, he wasn't really feel like uh, he was in the right place, but in Basconia, it is. You know, Marcus Howard, Colin Miller, McIntyre, and then Monek, I think they they. The three of them and also they have a lot of players like um they work a lot i would say Michael star and tada sedekerskis they can also build uh, a game um but i would say i don't know if the energy is going you know to to be run out of energy at some point because they don't have a lot of uh, enough roster i would say in valencia i think it's the opposite they can do it much better they also uh, at uh, Kevin Pangos, you know, on the team. Mm-hmm. So they can just be also better, I would say. Um, they have the players and they have uh, the energy. So Valencia, I would say, could to do it to playoffs better. But I would say Baskonia, they can do it because they, they know how they they have to do it and they have the energy, they have the, the players. But we will see if they arrive, you know, because there's a lot of games still to play and... Seems like there's a lot of players who play 30 minutes every game, and that's Mm -hmm. a lot, I would say. I mean, Monek and and Howard also need, you know, uh, to be fresh sometimes. Yeah. And also, they know how to defend them. But anyway, Marcus Howard, you know, knows (laughs) how to (laughs) score regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. I would say Basconia is the team that you want to see. You know, even if they are gonna lose, you enjoy watching how they play basketball and how they enjoy in, in the court. And that I would say that's, that's really great to see a team like, like him, you know, like them, you know, like sometimes they are not really great in defense, but they still mm-hmm. like, they show a lot of energy and even they try, they try. And yeah, that's, that's really amazing. And also Banja Marinkovic that I didn't mention him. And he's also uh, really good on shooting and having the energy. Yeah. I mean, but still, if they keep a lot of minutes and, don't have new players and maybe, maybe they are going to suffer.
0: Yeah, I was listening to what you were saying and I agree with you because there are a lot of good regular season teams that can struggle in the postseason because if you play with a lot of energy and you are already squeezing as many minutes as possible from your best players, you won't have a next level to reach once you get to the playoffs and the other teams are able to, to add that when, once they get there. And I agree that they can struggle in the postseason, but uh, they have been having a very good regular season so far. I follow your work and I enjoy your work very much. And I have noticed that um, you seem to have very good connections with uh, the German basketball and the German teams. How did that uh, came about? And just quickly, your thoughts on Alba and Bayern so far this season.
1: Yeah, well, um, so um, after finishing my studies in journalism, I mm-hmm. came, I was in, in Germany. for. I was working there for two years. So I was living in, in Germany, in Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, I followed quite a lot Berlin, most of all, because it was easy to travel to Berlin. (laughs) So since then, I entered, you know, to German basketball that I think it's really interesting because is a different type that in Spain because in Spain basketball has a tradition, has a people following, and in Germany it's the opposite. It's now starting to get people in, to start mm-hmm. growing. So it's you see how the teams are starting to build, you know, the the fan the the fandom, you know, and, and to build everything. They are now constructing like new arenas like Bayern for example. So they need still to get the culture, you know, of basketball. And I think it's starting also because they when you talk to coaches there's a lot of spanish coaches in in germany mm-hmm. right now and i think because they are moving from a more Euro, um american basketball and now they are moving to more european basketball and that's why they add a lot of spanish coaches because mm. they, the germans see you know there's a tradition there so we want to get that and they get ito you know in alba berlin and they like building a culture in in berlin to form players you know to to i mean see Franz Wagner right now in NBA, you know, Mm -hmm. he's starting from Alba. So they are like getting a lot of uh, interesting players uh, and young players. So I would say German basketball is still like in the, in the basement, you know, so they, they need to build and build. So that's why I would say Alba and Bayern are a little bit struggling with Euroleague because they don't have uh, the competitiveness in the league that they should have, you know, to compete with other teams. I mean, we have the Turkish teams, we have the Greece uh, teams, we have the Spanish, and they have really strong uh, competitive, and also they have the tradition, the culture, the history, the fan. Also, they're great. You see the Belgrade arena, and even yeah. if you um, are a bad team, you are going to compete more if you have that uh, arena. And also because Germans are really like... Um, I mean, they don't want to be, like, in-depth, you know, and they want to be really organized. So mm-hmm. they have their goal, and they are not going to do something crazy to just, like, see, okay, we are going to win the EuroLeague. They want to start and working, they and doing well, you know, but they prefer to work slow on that because they want to work well. And that's what you see Bayern, you know. It's like, like having year by year, I think, they are trying to build you know, the culture in Munich, that it's a really football fans, and also, I mean, Bayern comes mm-hmm. from the football, but they have a mm-hmm. different organization. <laughs> I mean, basketball and football have different organizations, it seems like a different team. They just share the, you know, the um, design, you know, and, and everything, but then it's everything different. Yeah. And, and I think they pick Pablo Lazo because they want to build a project, you know, of Final Four and playoffs team in the future, but I think this year they are just start to build, you know, and I don't think Pablo Lasso has the expectation to do playoffs. If they do it, that's great. But I think they just want to fit together, you know, and get the, the team ready because also they have a lot of uh, World Cup champions that they start working with them in maybe October, you know, so that mm-hmm. was really difficult for them. And also Serge Ibaka arrived quite late, so they couldn't be together for long. And you see, they get a lot of defeats, in the beginning of the German League. Now they are like doing great. They also won the, the Cup. So they are starting right now to be the team that they want to be. Um so I think let's see if they can do it to play in. But I think that would be really difficult. And for Alba I think it's really difficult um, situation because they have a, a goal and a, of they want to be they want to be a team of young people, young players they want to give opportunity to Players who can be stars in the future, but it's true that this year, for example, the team seems to be maybe a lot of like too young, and I would say too inexperienced. They only have Johannes Thiemann, Cumante. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't have really like a great uh, star, you know, or some like Matt Thomas. It's not seem that regular that it was, you know. For example, mm-hmm. in Valencia, the year in Valencia, he was really I shoot not so well. <laughs> and I think they don't have really a team this year to do it great right in, in Euroleague. But still, they are too young, and I think it's one of the least um, budget, low lowest budget in, uh-huh. in Euroleague. So even you can see they they compete in almost every game. You know, maybe there are some that not, but they compete a lot, and sometimes they get a defeat, but they have compete in all the game. So um, it's really difficult. I mean. They are too young and when you talk with Israel Gonzalez or, or some other person in the team they say like they don't have the experience to mm-hmm. when you are like ten or twenty below to you know get to the, punch to back to and get there, you know sadly exactly. you know they don't have that expectation or motivation to say we can do it we can work in you know they had in the past Luke sigma and other players that were more experienced and maybe were like leaders in the You know, in the team. Mm -hmm. And Timan, I think, came from the World Cup also uh, to Alba with no work, you know, in the summer. And I think also you can see it's not really maybe the work done. But I think it's a really difficult situation for Alba. They also don't know if they are going to play EuroLeague next season. Mm -hmm. We will see this season they are going to play because the final four is on Berlin. But I think it's a team that has a culture, you know, and they are doing quite well. I mean, you can see a lot of players that came from Alba, you know, Fontecki so right now in NBA player. And uh, I mean, with Martin Hermanson, because there, he's a really uh, player that he has, a, even if he's still young, he has experience and mm-hmm. he can be the leader, you know, of the, of the game of Alba and uh, in German league, for example, they start improving because of uh, Hermansson. You can see, you know, they play, they have some play and they have some ideas, but uh, let's see, I mean, I don't think, um, I mean, they can be the last uh, one in the the qualification, but um, I mean, still they are doing better than Alba, uh, than Asbel, so (laughs) they are doing better than Asbel that that would be more struggling, I would say, than Alba Berlin. Uh, but, I mean, it's a really difficult situation. You don't like to have your team uh, defeating, like, you know, like losing every game. But, yeah. I mean, they, they try to work on that and try to learn by that. But I think um, being, like, in Berlin, covering a matches from Alba Berlin, I would say is one of my favorite culture teams hmm. in basketball. They have a nice environment. They have a nice atmosphere. They, all, they also do it really, they have a lot of facilities for press and, and for people mm-hmm. who want to work on Alba, you know. So uh, that's really nice. And I think also in Berlin, there's a tradition and the atmosphere of basketball that is not in other uh, German cities. For example, in, in Hamburg, um, the team is quite new. Some people don't know there's the basketball there. So in Berlin, <laughs> that's not the, the, the case, you know. They know the, the team is there. They also have a woman basketball project. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Berlin is uh, is the key, you know, and it's the main city of basketball in Germany. And that's why maybe they also uh, do it in EuroLeague. Euro, the EuroLeague is also interested in markets. Yeah. And if you want to be in the German market, you need to have Alba Berlin because it's the, the tradition team. And also they were winning the, the league three in a row mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Munich, three of yeah. them. So... <laughs> I mean Bayern maybe has more potential because they they have I mean they have a really good great roster and Pablo Las is doing a lot of great work for example on Silvian Francisco you can see him he mm-hmm. was a, a player that was in in Eurocup we also saw him in in Spain and he is now a star in the Euroleague I think he he was also the MVP on the in the German Cup and I think he's one of yeah. the main uh, buyer players that he's he's growing a lot and they also have Ibaka and other players that can can make the difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you just touch on so many important points there that I really agree with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Bayern. It's what you said about the German approach to the to, to game. They have a, pro- a project. They want to take the steps to be successful. They don't want to go and buy an elite point guard that could make them aspire to be in the playoffs this yeah. year. They want to develop those players, bringing in some experienced players. And with Alba, they, they are just... They have a way worse uh, roster in terms of talent than us. Well, but they are just way more enjoyable to watch because they are trying yeah. to do something. They are trying to develop they
1: try. So. They try. And also, mm. uh, as you said, you know, um, when you talk with a Spanish coach, um, mm-hmm. with some of them that they are in, in Germany, and they compare to Spain, for example, they say in Germany, they have more patience, you know, and if you need time mm-hmm. to build a team, build a project they know that it takes time they give you the time something that in spain because the pressure is more i mean there's more people watching it there's more people following it that's why they have more pressure in in spain you have to be like you you have to give results like for example as you said in valencia from the outside you say okay they are doing great but in valencia we are not satisfied you know we say like we need more and we have more expectations because there's a lot of fans and they followed a lot so you know, the pressure is there. So you yeah. need results, you know, the first. And that's also why you have Grima on Barcelona. And they're expecting from the first day that they win. So the pressure yeah. is really like, but you don't have it in Germany. There's not a lot of people following it. And even the national team, they won the World Cup. But nobody was expecting that. They
0: won
1: yeah gold medal, you know, like doing great. Mm. But not really like you need to win. And they have the better team, I would say. It was really fair that they won because they have the best yeah, team.
0: Absolutely. I also
1: see them on, on some uh, national um, team. Uh, you know, like they they play with Canada in Germany, and I was yeah in the preparation Germany at the time. games. Yeah. So I was watching them and it's like they can win, but nobody mm. in Germany was expecting that, and nobody was putting the pressure, and that that's why maybe they do it. You know, is nobody's there saying you 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 have to win, or then you're going to lose all the expectations of the people. So Mm, um, that's the thing, you know, I think in Alba and Bayern, they don't really have the expectations to do playoffs. But I mean, Bayern, maybe if they win some in a row, you can do it, but it would be really difficult. I mean, EuroLeague is really... They are, There are a lot of great teams, so it's really difficult to to make it.
0: I will just do a bit of self-praise self here. We When we were previewing <laughs> the World Cup, we also agreed with you. We we had Germany as, as our second-ranked team. Of course, United States has all, had a lot of depth and talent. We know how hard it can be for them to play at FIBA competitions, and we saw that in the World Cup. But we had uh, Germany as our probable runner-ups because they had the talent, they had the team, they had the experience, and it was quite... Uh, Pleasant and quite nice to watch them and Serbia reaching the finals and uh, and yeah. playing that final against each other. That was pretty awesome. And
1: also in Germany, I would say it was also the the prize, you know, of the, a group that worked. You know, yeah. you have Denise Roda, but he's he also playing for the for the group. Franz mm-hmm. Ragnar is working for the group. And then you have another ones that are signing because of the group, you know, work. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really interested in German basketball too because... Um, there's something that maybe in Spain uh, is getting interested because we have Pablo Lasso we have Juan Nuñez mm-hmm. also in in Germany and uh, it's a it's a basketball that is growing so yeah i see it interested and and i still cover german basketball from from here because yeah. i i see it interesting also i know the 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 context i know the german league i know the teams so i think it's also a good way to inform people and to say okay they are doing this and this Because sometimes when you don't see the context, you will say Alba Berlin or Bayern are just a lie. You know, they are just a teams that they don't do anything. But if you know the context and you see and you know how Germans work and you know how they are building the projects, then you see maybe they are not that bad. They are maybe yeah. <laughs> just in their, in the place, you know, and they're in the way. And also, I think if you see the Trinketti uh, time in, in Bayern, it was not that bad. You know, Mm -hmm. because they also have looted injury in the worst time, you know, so that's really difficult. And, yeah, I think it's also important to know the context and know everything.
0: Absolutely. And that team really struggled with injuries uh, across the board throughout uh, the whole season. And we can tell that you are very passionate about uh, basketball and about uh, the the German basketball is also one more reason to be following your work. Tell me about the projects that you are working on at the moment and uh, where can our listeners find you and follow you?
1: Yeah, well, uh, first uh, I write on, on solo basket website. Then I usually mm-hmm. cover in Spain, in Spanish. Um, I'm covering German basketball, for example. Sometimes I do like some some articles about what is doing Pablo Lasso, Núñez and Alba Berlin. And mm-hmm. then um, I also cover a lot of Euroleague uh, news and Euroleague articles, but you can also read me about Valencia, Basconia, whatever you know. Um, we we in the, in the website we do like a coverage like uh, the most we can, but Euroleague is one of our main um, focus. So that's the thing, and also as I'm a freelance, you know, also cover for for other media um, as a demand, you know. But I was having a podcast. Um, I stopped like a time because I had uh, like some personal issues to attend (laughs) and also moving home. You know, like, you know, when you have uh, some um, relocation, it's really difficult to to be able to organize. But uh, we are going to start again with the podcast. It's also in Spanish. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe there's a future that I do something in English because I think there's not that many podcast or information in english um absolutely i had some website in the past. yeah i had some uh, website in the past about interviews that i translate in english or most of them i did it in english and then it was a time you know like okay this is an opportunity to to show it and there was like interest you know for example some players that they were from other countries some other people maybe they want to read you know how mm-hmm. how they are doing so yeah my podcast is basqueteando for the people. That maybe it's listening this from Spain, and uh-huh. we try to cover basketball in a different point of view. You know, not just like talking about the the things that are going right now. For example, our first episode was about German basketball in general. Um, we were just three journalists talking about how is give, uh, live in Germany um, basketball. You know, life. You know, um, in Germany because it's different. You know, your point of view. And then we also have another one that about the style of the NBA players. How can it be like this, you know? How can they become, you know, fashion stars? Because that's something like when you don't follow NBA, something that really impacts you. It's like, what they, they dress like that, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's our style, you know? And um, we are going to have maybe an episode about the Cope because I have um, um, teammates working in in the Italian Cup. And I think that was really interesting for me because I didn't know anything about the Italian Cup. So maybe we talk about different cups and and, and different basketball, you know, international basketball, most of that. Um, Because in Spain, I think we do like a really cover, we are really good covering our basketball, our Spanish basketball, but we don't really focus a lot on international basketball. And the people who really likes and likes basketball a lot, they also are interesting you know on international basketball and yep. you can see you know they they also see uh, partisan versus uh Panathinaikos. they are also interesting you know that that's my mainly projects but <laughs> yeah i hope i do <laughs> something in english <laughs>
0: Yeah, but so, we have plenty of listeners from Spain as well. We are fortunate to have a good following from there. I'm sure that they will be tuning in for the podcast. And I am lucky enough to understand Spanish, so I certainly yeah. will be tuning in for the podcast. Anyway, and like also in, on
1: Twitter, I'm, I'm quite active most of mm-hmm. the time. So I, sometimes I also um, use English. So yeah, I mean, you can also translate uh, from yeah, of figure. course. <laughs> so if you want to know about the Spanish basketball and German basketball, that is one of my focus, then you can... You can have the information there.
0: What's your Twitter handle? Uh,
1: Andrea Bles. Just okay. put that. It's really Perfect. easy. <laughs> on this,
0: Perfect. On this we list. will also make sure to have it on the description of the podcast so everybody can follow you and can follow your work. Uh, to end uh, this episode, nice. I have one more question for you. Okay. Uh, we spoke about the Spanish basketball success and we have been seeing it at women level, men level, youth level, senior level. What's the secret? What are you guys doing so well over there?
1: <laughs> well um, one of the things is that i told you there's a culture of basketball there's a great culture of basketball i would say basketball is one of the sports that is most uh, played when you are a kid when you are a child your parents uh, maybe they are putting you in a football team but the basketball team is also i would say quite tradition to in, in spain people mm, even people who doesn't really follow basketball puts uh, a kid, you know, in, in a basketball team because they, yeah. they like to do sports and I think it's a sport really active and energetic. So um, there's a lot of basketball teams. Maybe in the city, there's the the main basketball club, but then maybe in Valencia, you have 100 or more teams. <laughs> so imagine, you know, that's something like in Germany, you don't see, for example, there's more yeah. football, but there's no almost any Basketball, they are struggling right now on that because a lot of people want to start playing basketball, they don't have enough spaces, but in Spain you have a lot of opportunities to play basketball. Then you start on basketball. There's a lot of people who play basketball, who lives basketball and loves basketball, so then um, it's normal that you have a lot of stars and even in the in the senior and junior category. Um, and also I think the the, the way of how Spanish coaches are working. They focus a lot on group basketball. Also, they, they, they focus to, to know you, how can you be important for the team? And then they will show you that you have the talent and you have maybe something more. But I would say um, it's that also women basketball here has a lot of tradition uh, compared to other European countries. And that's why we also wear success in, in women basketball. So you can see, there's a tradition. I would say, like, there's really common that you see kids playing basketball in Spain, and also people like playing basketball in Spain. Something common uh, on the sports, even more than football, because for basketball you just need like basket, but baskets are more, um <laughs> you know, on the parks in Spain. There are more traditional to have a basket that you have like I don't know um
0: a soccer goal yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, so so I would say. <laughs> That would be, you know, there's a culture and the tradition uh, to play it. And also, there's a pressure, I would say, you know, because it's so popular and people follow basketball. There's also the pressure and the motivation to be the perfect team to win. And um, even we don't expect to win Eurobasket 2022 and uh, the World Cup in 2019. We don't (laughs) expect to win. insane. Yeah, I mean, there were like really great teams, but we didn't have You know, like Pau Gasol, for example, that was the best player, you know, Mm. in Spanish basketball. So, but we still do it because I think we have the culture and we know the motivation to win. And um, yeah, I would say um, the Spanish also national team did it quite well to build, you know, and to work with the Echos, you know, like Pau Gasol was playing with Calderon Navarro and they fit really well together. They don't matter if he was like um, winning a ring with uh, the Lakers. So I think that's also because he was working like that when he was a kid in, in Barcelona, for sure.
0: That for me is the key. Spain is really, really good at making that transition and using those veterans as an example. They set the example of the right way to play basketball, to play the team basketball that you were talking about. And those really are the, what makes basketball in Spain so so special. Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for joining us. I hope we will be able to have you here more times. One more time, just remind our listeners uh, your Twitter handle so they can follow you and uh, check all of your work.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to be in the podcast. I think you are doing a great work, you know. Also, to to have a uh, English uh, European share some information is always nice, you know. You can put everything together, not just like small, uh, uh, you know, like websites or, or podcasts. And then, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Andrea Bleth on X. Twitter <laughs> for the for the ones that we are not going to uh, lose uh, Twitter so yeah you can follow me there and also you can read me in Spanish and solo basket.
0: perfect thank you so much and i'll be talking with you guys soon